Merry Christmas, how are you? Are you not sure? Merry Christmas, how are you? There you go. Okay, so like this is our last of seven gatherings. Would you do something? Would you help me thank all of our volunteers who made this possible? All seven gatherings. And thank you so much for being here. We're we're so thrilled to celebrate Christmas with you. So I want to ask you to play a little bit of a game with me as we get started. Um, The idea is this. It's not really Christmas without, and then fill in the blank. So like in my house, uh, even yesterday, one of our kids said, hey, we're going to have breakfast casserole on Christmas morning, right? Like it's really not Christmas without breakfast casserole for us. It's really not Christmas without raspberry jello pretzel salad on Christmas day as well. So you see where our our hearts are in our stomach. Well, what about you? What's like a cultural thing that you have that you would say, it's not really Christmas without candy canes? Yes. Yes. Yes, it just sounds like a bunch of mumbling people. I can't understand anything you're saying, but that's okay. There's all of these things that that we just sort of resonate. It's not really Christmas if, if we don't have whatever it is. Last night somebody said Christ, but I thought they said rice. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. It's not Christmas without rice. But there's all of these things that we hold on to that like it's really not Christmas for us without. Well, well, like, like be, be spiritual for a moment because you're in church. Spiritually, it's really not Christmas without Jesus. That's a good answer. Very good answer. There's, it's really not Christmas without, without Jesus. And, and then when you look at Scripture, and I'm, we're going to look at one in just a moment, there, there's this like surprising angle that it's really not Christmas without and. Hold on just one second. Look at Matthew chapter 1 with me real quick. We'll put the verses on the screen. And this is a surprising element, I think, of Christmas. In Matthew chapter 1, an angel is revealing to Joseph this baby that Mary is going to have. And the angel is giving detail about this baby and the role that this baby will play in the world. And the angel announces to Joseph that she, Mary, will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name, say it with me, Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. See, this verse reminds us that it's not really Christmas. Did you see it? It's not really Christmas without sin. Sin, without sin. Welcome to Hillside. (laughs) This verse reminds us it's actually not bad news, but good news that it's really not Christmas without sin. Why? Because that's why Jesus came in the first place. That's what Christmas is all about. The angel's declaration is good news. In in the Greek, there's this word where we get the word gospel or good news. There is good news on Christmas. and, and, And this is the core of the good news. That Jesus has come to save us from our sins. To, to sin in the Bible, it, it's a complex word that sometimes means to do wrong. It sometimes means like, like just to not do what God tells you to do. It sometimes is, an, it, like in that day, an archery term to, that means to miss the mark. You miss the mark. But it can also mean to stray or to wander away from God in God's ways. It's, it's this idea of their separation that, that, that has happened. It, it's sin separates. Sin divides. 
And there's this idea that, that God wants us to understand that, that there's sin that, that has separated us. Have you ever, like, and probably recently thought about life or thought about your life? This just isn't right. Like, this just isn't right. This is not, it's not fair. Like, is anybody else just, just sick and tired of death in our world? Anybody else just despise cancer like, like we despise cancer? Any, anybody watch the evening news and your heart just breaks? Like, this isn't right. It shouldn't be like this. But the story of Scripture is that sin has separated, has divided, has taken us away from God. But Jesus, the good news of Christmas is Jesus comes to save us from our sins. That's good news, right? That's really good news for at least four of us who said yes. It's really good news. Um, Have you ever been to Disneyland or a grocery store and seen a parent separated from a child or or you've been a child separated from your parent? Anybody seen that before? And like at at Disney specifically, there's like two different kinds of kids in in the world when they're separated from their, their parents. Like there's the one kid that stands in the same place and just increasingly screams louder, mommy, 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 mommy! And mommy may be five feet away, but they feel the separation. They don't know what to do. They just lose it. Then there's another kid who's oblivious to the fact that they're lost. Oblivious to the fact that they're separated. And all they know is like, pirate ship. I went on the pirate ship. And they don't care if mom and dad are anywhere around. They just don't even realize there's been a separation. But have you seen a parent who's lost their child? In the moment that parent realizes their child is gone, they lose all dignity. You know what I'm talking about, right? They, they, they lose reputation. They don't care. They just flip out. Bobby! And they're going crazy. You see, that, that separation is, in some sense, a picture of what sin has done. There's, there's a separation. There's, there's a lostness. And God is not like a frantic parent who's like, what do I do? What do I do? God is faithful. And God is loving. And God is gracious. And God doesn't look at us and say, there's a separation. Could you figure this out? Could you get back to me? Could could you just try a little bit harder to get to me? No, no, no. God sees the separation and God comes with a solution. He sends his son, Jesus, to save us from our sins. See, God does the work. The good news of Christmas is God has taken action to bring us back together. See, that word save, it means to rescue, it means to deliver, but it also can mean to make whole, to heal What's been broken? What's been divided? God delights in bringing those who are far from him, close to him, in Jesus. Jesus came to save us from our sins. That's the good news of Christmas. That's the news that matters so much. Look at the next verse, if you would, with me on the screens. In verse 22, Matthew writes, All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him, say this name with me, Emmanuel, which means God with us. From the moment that Jesus comes, 
And from the moment that we have relationship with Jesus, there is never another moment in all of our life where we are alone, where we are forgotten, where we are overlooked, where we are abandoned. Emmanuel is this reminder in Jesus that God is with us forever. That he won't leave us. He doesn't give up on us. And it's this invitation that we would, even at a time like Christmas, either receive for the first time or remember that Jesus has come to save us from our sin. He's come to, to make those broken people whole again. He's come to bring those who are far away closer to God. He's come to bridge that gap. He's come to save us. He's come to heal us. Come to make us whole. And this is the good news of Christmas. This is, this is the why. <clears throat> the why behind Christmas. And the why of Christmas is an important question to ask. Like, like it's an important question that we, we know the answer in other areas around Christmas time. We know why Santa comes to eat all of our cookies. No, no, I'm, to, to give us gifts. We know why Rudolph comes. Because Rudolph with your nose so bright, won't you? See, you know that. So then why does Jesus come? Not to make life easy. Jesus doesn't come to grant all of our desires. Jesus, Jesus doesn't come just to fix all of the problems immediately. Jesus comes to save us from our sins. To set us free make us whole again. And this is the gift that is offered to all of us in life. It's the gift that all of us have the opportunity to choose, to decide, what do we do with this gift? When Jesus first started teaching, the book of Mark records in chapter one, some of his very first words as he begins teaching. And he says this, the time has come The kingdom of God has come near in Jesus. The kingdom of God comes near. And Jesus gives two commands, two invitations. Repent and secondly, believe. Repent and believe the good news. The good news of who Jesus is. That that first word, repent, has this connotation of you're going this way in life. This is your direction. This is what you're focused on. And repent means to change or to turn It's a turning away from like my ways, myself, and turning to God in Jesus. It's a saying, God, I'm sorry that I've been wandering away, that I'm far away, and turning back, repenting, saying, help, I need you, I know you love me, and and I want to love you too. It's surrendering to God. That's what repentance is. Secondly, um, Jesus says, believe. And believe doesn't mean like you've got all the spiritual stuff figured out. It doesn't mean you have all of your questions answered. But it's sort of like a childlike confidence, a trust, a belief that that God loves you. Like, can you just be honest? Do you believe that God loves you today? God loves you. God is for you. There's nothing you could do to make God love you more. There's nothing you could do to earn his approval. You've already got it. And believing is trusting the character, the goodness of God, and giving your life to him. And so Paul, the apostle, writes in Romans 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, here's that word, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth, your mouth that you profess your faith 
and you're saved. That there's this amazing thing that happens when we repent, when we believe. God hears our prayers and God answers the prayer. He gives us grace. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us hope where there's despair. He gives us peace where there's chaos. He, he, He replaces guilt and shame with his love. He saves us from our sins. Can you think of any better news at Christmas than that? That is amazing news. So here's my question for you. Here's my question for you. Have you received that gift? Has there ever been a moment in your life where you've repented, where you've believed, where you've said, God, give you my life? There's some of you who you've been thinking about this for a while. What if tonight's that night? There's some of you who, who maybe you're like that kid that, that's been frantic and you, you know something's wrong. You just haven't known where to turn. Maybe tonight is that time where Jesus says, we turn to me. Or maybe there's some of you, you you've been lost and, and the truth is you've just not even been aware of it. But, but now there's this awareness of your saying, something's missing. And Jesus is maybe saying, will you trust me? Will you repent? Will you believe? Will you experience the greatest Christmas gift of all? I just want you to do something with me. Will you just pray? And and maybe if you're comfortable, close your eyes for just a moment. I want to pray over you. God, thank you for your amazing love. And thank you for your grace. And I pray today that you would help us to understand as much as we can that you're good, you're faithful, you're full of grace and compassion towards us, we can trust you. That you really do know best. In the hard times and the good times, God, you're there with us, you're there for us. And right now, if you're here and, and you would say, Aaron, as you've been talking, that idea of repent, that idea of believe, I want to do that. I, I want to I be a part of that. There's a simple prayer that I have that I'm going to pray. And if, if that resonates with you tonight, would you just pray this prayer? You can read it off the screen or you can just close your eyes and repeat after me. It's a simple prayer of repentance and belief before God. And if it does echo in your heart, pray this with me now. Dear Jesus, I know I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Guide my life and help me to do your will. In your name, amen. And here's what is amazing that scripture tells us again and again, if you sincerely pray that prayer, God hears that prayer, God answers that prayer, and God brings salvation to you in a moment. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, would you you just look at me? I know all of you are looking at me, but if you prayed that prayer for the first time, like will you really look at me, whatever that means. Really look at me. God just heard that prayer and and God begins to change things. You you may or may not feel a change right now in a moment, but the promise of the Bible is that God does change things. 
And that you're a part of a new family, like God's family. You're, and, and we here, there are a lot of us here who have done that same thing. And this weekend, dozens and dozens of people have prayed that prayer. And then we've asked them to take one more step of faith. I'm going to ask you, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, would you be brave right now and join dozens of others from this weekend right now in this moment and boldly just stand up where you're at and out loud just declare, I believe just to signify, I prayed that. I, I, I'm proud of praying that. I believe. Anybody? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Real quick, real quick, hold your applause. So I, I, won't, I don't want to miss anybody so I can hear. God bless you. Anybody else that you would just... God bless you. Would you stay standing for just a moment? Please, just stay standing. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. I can't even see you, but I know you're there somewhere. Anybody else? We'll wait for a second. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. One more. Anybody else? God bless you. Can we just celebrate now? Stay standing, if you will, for just a moment. There's some men and women with a bag they want to give you. It has a Bible in it. It has some information in it. We want to do anything that we could to help you figure out next steps of what it means to follow God. But we just can't even tell you, those of you who stood and said, I believe, we cannot tell you how thrilled we are that you've taken this first step, that God really does hear that prayer, that Jesus has come to save us from our sins. Would you do this? Would you just pray with me right now to just say, thank you, God. Maybe you're still standing and you haven't gotten a bag yet. We've got some people looking to make sure you get a bag. But would you just pray with me and say, thank you. Thank you, God, that you hear our prayers. Thank you, God, that you have given that greatest Christmas miracle, that greatest gift, Jesus. The one who's come to save us from our sins. And so we pray tonight that you would fill us with joy and fill us with hope and fill us with peace that comes from you. The, we, those who have been separated from you for so long, God, that you would bring us back together. That you would make us whole in you, Jesus. Let us know that you're with us. In the good, in the hard time, you're with us. You don't leave us. You bring hope and purpose and meaning to our life. And we just want to say thank you. We want to celebrate for every girl and boy and every woman and man who stood and declared, I believe. We believe that you, Jesus, are the one who saves us. And we praise you tonight. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs>